passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod with Kyle Rush, Ben Taylor, and Nate Pass. What's up, everybody? We're back again. It's episode 240 of the Dad Bod Golf Pod. Happy Tuesday. I was a little bit under the weather uh, and couldn't well, record. I don't want to. I don't want to subject everyone to what was going on but had a little st- tummy tum issues so uh, if, y'all are, if y'all are big fans of the show and yeah. you've heard us talk about bazooting poop numerous times you know what was, was wrong with Kyle. ran through the whole family so we were all out it was a rough weekend but we're back we're ready to talk some golf uh kyle and ben and it brought to you by tonight's episode is brought to you by just like every single night uh bet online the number yes. one sports betting website in the country had a rough weekend, but you know what? I had a lot of fun. It's it's totally fun. It's fun to bet on games to give yourself some interest in in the game. Uh, I was up big. Now I'm back to just up a little. But you know, I did all that through Bet Online. I used my coupon code Believe. Got a fifty percent welcome bonus several several months ago, and uh, we're still running through it. We're still running through. It. We're having fun. Uh, there's football every single night almost. There's yep. basketball now. Basketball's kicked off. Uh, baseball playoffs are winding down. Um, it's time to uh, time to get on. Time to get on. And if you get tired of sports, you can go to the online casino. So mm-hmm. have a blast. Bet online is where the game starts. Ben, Imani. Before, before you get yeah. into that, real quick. Okay. I follow this guy on Instagram that gives tips on blackjack. I'm about to turn it around, baby. Okay. I'm about to get on there about. Six beers in, I'm going to completely turn around based off these tips that this guy keeps handing out. I have no idea if he's credentialed or not. It just sounds good. I'm going to start doing what he says the, to do. Is he just reciting the book? Is oh, you can good? buy a card from him. Yeah, you can buy like a flip card that, that tells you like scenarios. Like you oh, can have that mailed book, to you. Yeah. It's just the book. We all do. We all play by the book. You got to play by the book. <laughs> if you don't play by the book, you're not a team player. I've right. been on I've been on tables where someone didn't hit on 16 and then the, then the dealer flips over like the card that would have or the dealer flips over the card that would have uh, that that makes them go twenty one or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if they would have taken it, then the next card would have been a bus card. Like I've seen, I've seen it play out. So you got to play by the book. All right. Speaking of playing by the book, uh, I don't know how to segue this, but <laughs> the the book, the storybook that the PGA Tour is writing has, oh has finally hit its peak. It's finally at its peak. Rory McIlroy is your new world number one, which he took it from another PGA guy, the the Scotty Scheffler. But Scotty yeah. Scheffler hasn't been as outspoken. Not that that's a bad thing uh, for the PGA Tour. He hasn't been outspoken against Liv. Rory, though, has been. He's been the, the superhero. He's been 
uh, knighted as the defender of the PGA yes. Tour, and he's played fired up. He just won this weekend at uh, the CJ Cup or whatever in Congaree in South Carolina. That's and a beautiful he, course, by the way. Awesome course, and he is your new world number one. Ben, thoughts? Rigged. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I mean, if we didn't see this, it knew, we knew the next no- world number one was going to be JT or Rory. End of story. Like, we knew that was happening. It, wait, I mean, a minute. Now, wait a minute, a, Ben. Wait, pretty, wait, wait, wait. It's a pretty darn good. No, I, 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 the reason I said that is I said, if I'm, if I'm a betting person, that's, that's why I think that the PGA Tour hooked their wagon to those two because the next person that was working their way up was probably going to be JT or Rory. Rory started playing better golf. JT won a major last year, started playing better golf. I honestly think that they were headed in the right direction. So it was like, all right, those are two guys that are headed up while everybody else is kind of moving around. Let's hitch our wagon to those two. And they got what they wanted. They got him to number one. Not that it's rigged. He still had to play golf. So that's not the case. Okay. And it's not, okay. Yeah, it, it's that's the wrong word, rigged. But it was, they played the odds and they came out on top. They, I mean, in my opinion, uh, when you look at the golfers, but He's already, they're already using him, man. Before we got on the pod, I was watching some excerpts because I was watching the East Lake Cup, and after they got done with that, they did golf now or whatever, and so they talked about the number one, and he immediately started talking about Ryder Cup stuff and team aspect and players and what a great atmosphere it is to have with your buddies that you play every day with that'll be on the Ryder Cup team with you, and it just... We are about to get really nauseous of Rory McIlroy. It's a big deal, though. It is it's a, big a deal. huge deal. I mean, I'm just he, saying the guy they the guy they hitched their wagon to is now the best player in the world. So yes. I mean, and he earned it. It wasn't like it yes. was given to him. Yes, he earned it. He's played phenomenal golf down the stretch. Um, I just it's it's crazy how how it's played out. I, I, my only the only somewhat negative thing I can say is like, why is this what it took? Maybe maybe it's just a coincidence that all no, this happened. I think happened. that's a very great point. You've talked it's, about that before. He doesn't it, have that. Maybe instinct. it's a it's just a coincidence, and all the maybe there was some swing changes or something, and it's all kind of just coming to a head at the same time that all this live tour stuff has come out. But uh, it just seems kind of like you've always had this ability. Why why is it taking this to fire you up? I, I don't really. I guess that's the biggest the biggest part I have because I've always loved Rory and I and I had a I mean y'all know how much I love Rory but the breakup that we had to have I mean it that was before the live tour when we broke up and I want to give myself credit but I don't even think it was our breakup that got him going I'm it's it's definitely all this live tour stuff got him fired up and he just started playing good. Let me be very clear: I do not dislike Rory. I am just disappointed in how he is handled things up until he got pissed off. We have said, you've said, pissed off Rory seems to be more fun to watch on a golf course Way than all shucks Rory. Oh, I hate all shucks Rory. And, and so he's been all shucks <laughs> Rory for friggin' seven, eight, nine, ten years. Yes. And before that, it was, he was still kind of all shucks because he had the chubbiness going and he had the curly hair, but he still, he had that serious look on his face. And then he went to, everything's great. I love everybody. Everything's fabulous, blah, blah, blah. And then live tour came out and he's like, all right, this sucks. I'm pissed. And now he's playing better golf. So does, so you said earlier, we love pissed off Rory. 
Yeah. We used to lot. I mean, that's, that was the fun Rory to watch. Well, is he going to start becoming more fun to watch? Like, is this, is it, could this be a turn like where he come becomes more fun to watch? Yes. I do. If think He's so. got this killer. So could he earn back? He could, he earn back your love just through, just through his playing, just through winning. He could learn. He could earn back the love. He's never going to earn back the disappointment that I felt for those seven, eight years that he was all shucks, Rory. No, I'm saying just over this live tour stuff. Like you, 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 and I both kind of went way the other way on him over the live tour stuff. But with his continued good play, and like it's undeniable now that he's the best player in the world, and he's going to continue. And he seems primed to continue to play this good. Is it going to be? Can winning take away? the the total i'm trying to think of a of a pc word the total wussness that that came about of from the from the live tour stuff can can winning take that away or is no. it some, not for you and the only reason i say that is because he's going to he just won he just was announced number 1 and he's already whining about live at press conferences mm, i didn't see that what did he say that was when he was talking. He he's not refer, he has stopped referring to him by name, but he talks about those guys and those guys in it for the money and those guys and, and that's how he's referring to it. But that was what I was watching before we started pot, and I was watching that down on the golf channel. So um, he's already he. I wish he would. We've said this before. I wish he and JT would not address it. They just go play golf and even take that pissed off approach of when a reporter brings it up, saying, "I'm here to talk about our tour." What questions do you have about what we did today? What questions do you have about me becoming number one? Quit asking me if I like the live guys or if there's going to be a let me go ask go ask the PGA office if they're working out a deal to try to work something out. Quit asking me. Yeah, I, that would win me over. If he said that and he dropped the number fifteen in the world, that would win me over. If he would stop addressing it. Okay, I, I I just wonder. This is me. This is just my opinion now. Uh, if he continues to win, I'm just going to be a fan of his. Period. <laughs> I'll probably be anti-live if he just keeps winning. I just love Rory. So if Rory, are you going to pull a rigs and like wear the European uh, colors when it gets Ryder Cup time, like you did a couple of years ago? I don't know. I might do it. I don't know. I'm going to be it, so mad with you if you do that. No, I don't think he'll ever get to that. But um, no, I mean. For him to just flip a switch and be able to start really playing and winning, mm-hmm. um, yes, I feel I feel cheated. I feel cheated because of all yes. the times that I've I've pulled for him. He still hasn't won a major, but um, you know, maybe uh, you know, maybe next year's a year. Maybe he wins the Masters. I mean, he he's going if he if he continues his you know his little run, he's going to be one of the favorites. I don't know, man. Even when he was hot at his younger age, he's got something about Augusta just message with his head but he hold out for second place from the bunker and it was the greatest experience of his life to come in second so i know and then morikawa high-fived him because he did it right on top of him so yeah he came in second yeah. so, so no I, I winning winning in general usually cures all and as long as he can doesn't go complete female uh on this whole thing where it's like he just continues to have his little feelings hurt mm-hmm. and just starts to continue to play good great golf and then gets in some, you know, gets in some cross events where they play each other and he dominates. Like, I, I mean, it's going to be yes. hard not to pull for him. He's just that good. And he's that yes. that intriguing of a of an athlete to watch. I mean, I really want him to take the approach of when there is a DP World Tour event that 
one of the live guys is there a couple of the live guys are able to play with. I want him calling up the DP war tour going pair me with that guy. That's what I, I want. That's what I, I want. I want, him, of, I, I want him being a, a an alpha in the room mm. and going, put me with that guy. Yes. You know what? Kepka's in it. Give me Kepka. Yeah. And I'm going to wear his it. ass out. Bingo. Yes. That's what and I want. That's what I want. He doesn't do that. He, and he may now. I mean, now that he's number one, maybe he's got some, you know, spunk about him. I don't know. But still, it, it I, I want him, I want him, you know, DJ, same thing, DJ, even though DJ's not very vocal, DJ goes to play the DP World Tour event. I need Rory to go, I want that guy. And and not just that, since Rory can vomit, he needs to be trying to swing out of his damn shoes and out driving DJ on every single hole. Instead of, I don't want, I don't think they should be here. Yes. I, I hope they're here so I can punish them. That's what yes. I that's what I want to see. If Rory could do that, I would say screw the live tour. I'm all on the Rory train. Uh <laughs> because that would be that would be epic, but he'll never do that. Hopefully he will, but he probably won't ever do I that. I think JT's close. Do you think maybe his people have said that he just doesn't need to? Is he is he playing great right now? I don't know that he can really back it up, can he? No, I mean he did okay. I mean he hadn't really played since the season's been over because we're you know we're already in a new season now. So he how did he really like finish the, the season? Tour. I know he played. I know he won the PGA, but like how did he really finish the season? I guess I, I don't. Know. I don't know. We'd have to pull that up. I yeah. mean he didn't. He didn't miss like a bunch of cuts. I mean he played solid. It was nothing. You know he didn't stand out as being a winner or anything. But he wasn't missing cuts either. He wasn't Ricky Fowler in the thing at the end of the year. That's true. That's true. But uh, I don't know if he. I don't know that like Rory has the ability mm-hmm. and Justin Thomas has the drive. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Justin Thomas has the ability to just go out and be do what Rory's doing, like go right. out and be become like a, a long stay as the number one player in golf. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And be the mm-hmm. the focal the focal point, be be the PGA Tour's calling card. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? No, it does. I mean, I told you you were. Under the weather, and you were busy this weekend, but I watched the tournament uh, yesterday, and I skipped watching football and watched a little bit of the tournament, and he hit some miraculous shots, man, because he got himself in some trouble off the tee, and there was one towards the end where I thought he ended up, he had a two-shot lead, and he he put it in the uh, rough left side, uh, tree hooked himself, had to go under a tree. It wasn't a drivable, yeah, no, it wasn't a drivable par four, but it was a short par four because he just had a wedge and he punched it under there and put it under the hole about seven or eight feet, made the putt, and it was, I mean, it was, it was a tough shot. Like yeah. it, that camera didn't do it justice. Like it was one of those that it could have got real ugly real quick. He could have walked away with triple on that instead of going around the tree, going under it. He could have really put himself in a big mess, and um, and he executed. So that's the fun that the the Rory that was on those commercials where he was hitting balls in a washing machine, you know, the Nike commercials. And, you know, the Rory that's, like, again, got his chest poked out and he's he's ready to just dominate. That's what I want. I want that yeah. guy. Me too. Me too. Sneaky, awesome field, by the way, for the yeah. for the um, CJ Cup. It's always no, a good it was one. A fun, it was a fun one. Sunday, was, that was the only day I watched. Was Actually, I watched a little bit Thursday. Um, but Sunday was a good watch. I mean, it was going down the stretch. I mean, you had – seven, eight guys in contention all within a shot or two of one another. Uh, and then Rory pulled away late. And then he actually came back to the field. Uh, he dropped a shot, and uh, but he ended up closing out and being solid on 18. So, um, got the win. The win so, is number one. Uh, so, this weekend – so, that was this past weekend. This coming up weekend mm-hmm. is the the Live Tour um, finale, the Live Tour uh, championship. 
Down at Trump National? The down at Trump National, yeah. So uh that could be that could be interesting. Um I'm wondering if that thing got went through where they where they're paying for the TV deal on FS1. That would be so phenomenal. Well, they're trying. I don't think they've got it yet, but yeah. um and they're running out of time. So that would be pretty epic, but that that should be fun to try to watch on YouTube whatever with the whole format they're doing, the aces Kind of slacked off a little bit the last two week, the last mm-hmm. two events, but you know what? They're number one seed as they should be, and uh, I it's gonna be hard for them not to dominate. So it should get be. interesting, and we'll we'll discuss this in a later episode. But uh, the the head of Live Tour saying, "Hey, we may do our own majors and have hundred million dollar purses, and anybody's able to play in it if you qualify." Meaning, some PGA Tour players may want a little piece of that change and cross over because you don't have to be one of the live tour play. He's like, we're going to make it open for everybody. Mm. You qualify, you can play in our major and there's a chance you can win a hundred million dollars. Mm. <laughs> that's tough. Hey. To, that's a crazy, crazy <laughs> amount of money. That's going to be hard to turn down in one weekend. So. Yes. You know what else is hard to turn down, Ben? What's that? That is anything that you can find at Swannies.co. Look at that shirt Ben's got is on. It? Absolutely. This is part of the grab bag. Part of the grab bag. Yep. What's that logo on it? That's what you get with the grab bag. Every one of them have some sort of logo. So I don't know if it's like uh, a golf shop that put stuff, like sent stuff back. So that's why nice. they're allowing you to buy it so cheap. Because I told you, I got the grab bag. I got three shirts for 65 bucks. Can't beat it. So, Love and they're it. all, and they all came with tags on them. So it's not like they were worn by somebody. Yeah. And so absolutely. I, think, I think that it's pro shops that don't sell something because, this one's got this logo. Another one's got like a country club logo here on the side. So cool. that's going to be cool because people are going to see that and go, when did you play there? Be like, I didn't. Grab bag. <laughs> <laughs> Grab bag. No, so, but uh, uh, log on today. Use coupon code DADBOGGOLFPOD-25. Take 25% off all of your orders. Everything from your head to your toes. They got it. Uh, we're getting, we got something on the way. It's, uh, the black Friday, uh, the black Friday special that they do that last year, I think they call it the black swan yep. release. Uh, we should be getting that in soon and sharing that. That's going to be awesome. Last year, this, it was sick, like a polo and hoodie. and mm. all, I mean, they have all kinds of stuff, man. And the hoodies are awesome. I lo- I'm absolutely obsessed with the hoodies. I want all of them. So check them out. Uh, they got, even though it's get, getting cooler, they got you covered. So mm-hmm. uh, swannies.co, it's life's a party dress for it. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that every time now. All right, this next segment could go a little bit. So we're going to, uh, this is going to be fun, though. Uh, there was an article. And I'm sure every single one of us are guilty of these, but it's it was by a golf coach, a professional golf coach, PGA golf coach, top 50 in the world. And he uh, listed the top five things that top five bad golfer mistakes, good golfers avoid. Mm. This is a, from a tour coach. So uh, I'm going to go through the list, Ben, and then we'll just break it down and say we're guilty of this, whatever, have some fun, tell some stories, whatever. So. Mistake number one, not knowing your carry numbers, not your total numbers, not knowing your carry numbers. So, in other words, you got a pin over water that's 150, and you're like, I hit my 9-iron 150, but that's to- that's your total number. You really hit it about 138, and it rolls to 150. So you hit your rock flight, a low burner, and it yeah. landed at 125 and rolled out to 155. Are you guilty, Ben? Yes. Not for the 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 – um, this is probably the one that sticks out in my mind. And I told you a little story and, and that is 
and I don't know if it's much so much carry numbers as much as it is me being indecisive about those numbers because I'm more of a field player. Mm-hmm. I told Kyle, I said that, you know, if I I got 170 in, I should be hitting a six iron. I should be comfortable with it. I should just make an easy swing on it, and it should go 170 yards. And something about it, I don't feel comfortable. I grab the five. I end up making that easy swing, catching it flush. It goes 185, 190, and I'm over the green, and I'm in the trouble. Right. And it's just – I think mine's more being comfortable, but still, it's – I think mine – my mistake would be not trusting your carry numbers instead of not knowing them. Cause I know I can get the ball there at 170 with that, but I don't do it anyway. Um, and it could be because I played like crap on the previous hole. And I was like, I am not hitting that six iron cause I just hit it on a par three and it didn't carry. So, um, but yeah, I'm guilty of this because something that stuck out in my mind though. One time is I heard Jordan speak say that. So what's the biggest uh, advice that you would give to an amateur and he said, always club up. He said, because I play in all these pro-ams and everybody comes up short. And that kind of bothers me. So I probably do fly the green more than most amateurs because it has stuck in my head for like the last six, seven, eight years uh, to be sure to go long instead of short. And it ends up getting me in a bunch of trouble sometimes. Um, but yeah, it's the not knowing your kid. Out of these five, that's probably number one for me. My, I don't, I, I think my problem is, is I go by my best carry number. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't, ha, I don't think I hit enough or like know enough to find out what an average is. I think mm-hmm. I just know, oh, I hit that club that one time. So that's my, my that's my carry distance. You're like, you know I hit I mean? my nine iron 155. Yeah. And, but it's probably and, more it's, like on average, probably about like what, 148, 149, yeah. something like that. Instead of thinking, I, I, this is 155, 160, because mm-hmm. I did it that one time. So I'm definitely guilty of that. All right. Number two, this one's very common uh, taking sh- dead aim at the pin. I catch myself in a round sometimes where I'm like, just go to the middle of the green. I'm going to go to the middle of the green. Yeah. But, I, I can walk onto the course and that be my strategy. And I'll just about two holes in, I'm going at pins. I don't know why I can't make myself do it. I've, I need to just make myself have someone in the cart with me and say, don't look at the pin, go to the middle of the green and see what I sh- see, what you shoot, like legitimately see what you shoot. Mm-hmm. I, I would be very curious to know if I could make myself do it for one whole round. What would I shoot? Find the yardage to the middle. And then just play middle, and that's it. Like, don't think about the, don't shoot the pin, don't shoot anything. Just look at the middle of the green. What is the middle, and and just play off that. I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm curious to know what I would what I would shoot if that was the case. Yeah, I, I'm. Every one of us are guilty of this. We all think we can just make that shot. I mean, especially. I mean, you know me. I'm gonna hit. Uh, I'm gonna hit a baby fade, baby cut with with my iron. So if there is a right tuck pin, I'm like I'm all over it. Aim at the center of the green. It's gonna fade over. Everything's gonna be great. And I end up lining up more towards the pin and I go off the right and I short side myself or something like that. And, you know, or it's on the, it's a left tuck pin and I'm aiming left of the green and damn, if I don't hit it straight. Whereas if I just aim to the center of the green, I may have a long two putt, but at least I would have a two putt to get up, you know, to have par. So I think just about every amateur, cause you heard, was it Kepka a few years ago where they asked him about his the way he handles the majors? And he said, yeah, when I'm in the U.S. Open, I'm going center of the green every time unless it's really, you know, a really short shot like a wedge. And I know that I can put it within five to ten feet. Other than that, he's like anything outside of a an eight iron. So eight, seven and and down. He's like center of green. Middle of the green. Yeah. Like if and he did said, that would be better golfers because he's the data he said, backs it up. 
he said, you can guarantee that it's not going to roll off the back. It's not going to roll off the front. And it's not going to roll off the sides. And then you go up there and you take your medicine two putt, take your par and move on. Exactly. Cause exactly. you'll get opportunities. I mean, you sure. hear, I mean, we've made fun of end. it. The things that you say too, you know, this is a birdie hole. Like you'll get, you'll get that opportunity to sure. drive it close, have just a lob wedge in. Then if you want to, if you're good with your wedges, like Kyle and I are fairly decent with our wedges, then take dead aim. Sure. But, you got a seven iron in hand. Quit looking at the pin. There is no, no pin. Just, just get middle, get middle yardage, and just go for the middle. All right, number three. Following one mistake with another, uh, blow up holes. This is mm-hmm. a common thing that I, I honestly I've learned. My blow ups are going to come if I hit it at OB. I've mm-hmm. gotten pretty good that if I get myself out of position, I can reduce doubles if I'm mm-hmm. still in play. So. This is one thing that I agree with big time, and I and I try to follow this. And it's honestly, when I started doing this, it helped my handicap go way down, uh, you know, down to where it is. But you know, getting behind a tree, okay, do I hit the hero shot here, or do I just try to get back, give my maybe give myself a putt at par, or uh, you know, just make a five on a par, or, you know, make a five or whatever mm-hmm. bogey, and then move on to the next hole, and then maybe you can make a birdie. This is big. This I think this is this is something definitely. The average golfer, if you took it into account, you could shave tons of strokes off your game. This is at all levels. I told this story to uh, uh, Grayson Huff. He and I were taking, we were talking about various players and doing various things and talking about caddies. And a buddy of mine caddied at an RTJ when the um, women's tour came through. I don't think it was LPGA tour. I think it was like the Futures Tour or whatever they call it. And um, she wanted a local caddy. So she got to 13 on the lakeside which I think is not 13 because I think they flipped the nines, but whatever. Uh, but 13 the way we play it. And there's nothing but trouble right. And she went right. And the guy caddying for her is a buddy of mine. He said, let's just get out to the middle of the fairway. And then you can, you'll have a wedge in. And let's just see if you can wedge it fairly close and get your par. And she said no. And she grabbed her five iron. And he even advised her. He said, I play here a lot. And I'm telling you, I haven't ever seen anybody make this shot. And yeah. I mean, and he's a he's a four five handicap. I mean, he plays with decent golfers too. And sure enough, she ended up taking triple, and lo and behold, she missed the cut by a stroke too. So Ouch. she Ouch. she she hits it out, takes her boat. Now, who's to say she doesn't hit it in the water on you know on fifteen on the on the you know the island hole? But still, uh, at that take point, your medicine. take your medicine. She instead of having bogey at worst, she ended up taking a triple. And then missed the cut by a stroke. So she missed out on money. So gotcha. yeah, it it takes place at every level. I'm like you. I mean, it took a while to do because I want to do the hero shot, but now no, I'm I'm gonna put it back in play. Uh plus I trust my my wedges, my my lob, my my sand. If I can just get it somewhere within wedge distance, I'll take my chances of maybe running in a putt for par. There you go. Number four, I take a little bit of issue with number four, but uh, I think it's good. I've always heard this. Having, uh, sorry, mistake number four, not having a get it in play tee shot. Okay, here's my here's my take on this, or here's my thing on this. If you have a get it in play tee shot, wouldn't you just hit that on every tee shot? I, what's, yeah, the point I of, what's the point of not hitting a get in play tee shot if you have it? I mean, I get the, I get the theory behind it. I mean, if I so if I if I if I can full out my drive three hundred, but I can hit a little squeezer of two sixty, why wouldn't I just hit the squeezer two sixty every time? I you think I mean? that he that's what I think that's basically what they're saying. I think they're saying when when times are tough and you're not hitting the driver well, 
or you're not hitting your tee ball well, then go to that. I mean, you'll see me do that. I mean, I'll start teeing it low and just hit low cuts because I know that I can aim down the left side and it's just going to peel. It's not going to go very far. It's going to go 250 yards, 245 yards, but it's in the middle of the fairway because I just hit a burner out there that like a stinger with a driver that just gets out there and, and stays on the ground. So um, I got to find a shot that's I guess same. that's my go-to. I got to find a shot that's the same as a same a similar swing to my other clubs because what my go to keep it in play shot is the big high cut the big banana thing banana mm-hmm. cut because I know that I can I know it's going to go left or right every single time like I'm not I'm rarely going to miss one left and if I miss one left it's just going to be just off the fairway uh, left because it's straight because it went mm-hmm. straight. But uh, the problem is, is that starts working its way into my other swings. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I gotta find, I gotta find a if if I'm gonna play the ball, if I'm gonna play right to left with my irons, I gotta find like a little trap draw, a little knockdown, something that I can just hit, hit like a little low missile that keeps it in play. I gotta find something like that because every doing trying to make it go two different directions is uh, it just leads to disaster. Um, I always find that. I may hit more fairways, but I'll play worse because I'll miss greens. I'll I'll hit bad shots because my swing is over time is trying to work its way into the cut because that's mm-hmm. what I'm, hit, I'm hitting. I'm swinging the cut, so in my mind, I'm start seeing that line and feeling that ball fly, and then it gets into my other other stuff, and I'll start fanning it or sculling it or or flipping it out. Uh, you know, flipping it out right, and I gotta find I gotta find a low like bullet draws in something, a two iron or a my three wood or something. I got to, I got to figure that out. That's my See, next. The problem with this is, and it, this is because I say I have a go-to shot, but you still score better than me. My go-to shot doesn't go very far. So then instead of me having an eight iron in, I got a five iron in because yeah. I've left myself so far back. I mean, it's great that I'm in play, but having 185 in is a whole lot different than having 145, 150 in. And so that's, that's my issue. I yes, I have the go-to shot, but it doesn't translate from tee to green. It sure. just it just doesn't. So um I think that they should amend this one a little bit because he even says at the bottom, like the quote says, even if it's less than your biggest stride, the shot's not about distance, it's about staying safe. I right. agree somewhat with that, and I don't agree with somewhat with that. Yep. You know, that's like the old saying that Phil said, I'd rather take a driver and be hitting a wedge out of the rough than hitting a six iron out of the fairway. I mean makes sense. Makes that, sense. Yeah, that makes sense to me too. So um, I get what he's saying, but also, and what always F's with me, Kyle, is I think that I've got that go-to shot. Well, then when you start missing that, then I've completely killed all confidence I got in the round of golf that day. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm just totally shot. Cause if that ain't working, nothing's working. Well, you got to figure out that, what that is that, that can't not work, I guess. So <laughs> that's what we got to figure out. All right. Last one, not knowing how to hit half wedge shots. So this is your. 30 40 50 yard wedge shots mm-hmm. which i get because if you're punching out and you're a lot of times you're going to be punching to these numbers yep you know this is how you save a lot of shots i've played with people they're like i hit that 60 100 yards like i don't know what else to do don't swing as hard that's what you don't do that's what you don't do what do you mean you don't know what else to do? I, I hit a, <laughs> i flew that 60 100 yards it's like well don't like don't choke down or take a half swing or i just can't swing well then you can't you can't play you got to you yeah. got to take a three wood and ro- or a putter and roll it up there uh, from sixty yards, or you got to figure out how to hit like a little knockdown, little yes. knockdown three quarter wedge. Got to got to be able to do that. This is my favorite shot in golf. 
having a wedge in my hand that I can hit anywhere from 30 yards to 65 yards if it's a lob wedge or taking that sand wedge and hitting it anywhere from 65 yards to 100 yards and hitting that gap wedge anywhere from 100 yards to 120 yards. This is this is 120 in I freaking love because of that because I yeah. can control those wedges so so well distance wise anyway. Uh, under 60 I, under 60 can be I mean it can be a little bit tough. Uh, you you got to really you got to really dial it in mm-hmm. 60 and 6 cuz you can take Cause sixty, you can take a pretty good. You could take a pretty good swing with a, with a like a fifty eight or a sixty. Like you could still take like a seventy five percent swing. Mm-hmm. It's when you start getting below that, and then you got to start manipulating the club face a little bit, or you got to you know start kind of try to maybe hit a cut a little bit, or you know whatever to get it to. I still to, love it. You, know I mean, you see when I when I open up that club face and try yeah. to go high, like I lo- it's just I don't know if it's a creative. Like I feel so comfortable doing that. Now, it yeah. may not turn out like I want it to, but I feel super comfortable over the ball. Do you feel I'm like not, you can throw it up tight? Yeah, I'm not scared of that that half wedge. I I, I mean that I, again. I'd rather have a half friggin' wedge than I had have a six iron into the green. I'll tell you that right now. No doubt, no <laughs> doubt. You need to be. You need to be if you're gonna. You know, you ought to be able to hit the green from 40, 50 yards. You yes. just got. You got to. You got to be able to be on the green from forty yards. I every think time. some of that too ties back that same one ties back to number one. I think there's so many players on that 30 to 40 yard shot, the pins tucked behind a bunker on the right side of the green and they come up short and they're in the bunker and then they've complicated things and made it a whole lot worse than it could have been. Whereas they'd have just thrown it up there at the center of the green. That's number two. Aim it at the pin. Yeah. What you don't want to do, you don't want to throw it to the center of the green because you're frigging 40 yards out, but it's like the ball is just sitting on a little pin. I mean, the, the pin is just sitting on a little peninsula over there. Like you've only got a landing area of 10 yards. Don't throw it at the pin, throw it to the center of the green where the friggin' things 40 yards deep and take your two putt and move on. So I think a lot of these tie in with one another with some of the things that you could, you could do and how you could complicate things. Exactly. Exactly. All right, guys. Well, uh, that's going to do it for us for tonight. Um, Make sure to check out that, that article. It's on golf digest. It's really good. Uh, I think if you take it to heart, you could probably, you know, shave some shots off your game. So hit us up. Let us know what your issues are. Let us know what your biggest bugaboo is on the course. Uh, and we, we love to talk about it. So, uh, y'all stay, uh, stay with us for the rest of the week. We'll be back soon. Um, and just, I'm sure there's going to be some golf stuff to talk about. There's a little Anthony Kim stuff that were, that was, that was being addressed, uh, in that live tour, uh, lawsuit we might can talk about. And there's a lot, a lot of stuff going on. So y'all stay tuned. Uh, catch us next time. It's episode 240. Yes. The Dad Bod Golf Pod. Always. Always. You've been listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod. Always stroking. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.